Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast, where when you can't be in the outdoors, we bring it to you. back to another episode of the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast, where each and every week we come to you with one single goal. It's a simple goal, guys. We want to encourage and inspire you to get outside and do more, whether that's scout a little more in the off season, whether that's stay in the woods a little longer, try something new. We don't care. We just want to motivate you guys to get outside and do more. And once a week, I am joined by my world-famous co-host, Chase Dude. We are one week closer to deer season and I'm about to come unglued. <laughs> we are. We're one week closer. It's coming along. I'm still kind of getting everything ready for the season. Not 100% ready, but don't need to be because <laughs> still sitting about three weeks out at this point. But, yeah, you're right. I'm I'm itching, jonesing, ready to just go ahead and get started hunting. Enough with the getting ready to go hunting. It's just time to uh, let's do it. And I, I don't. As of right now, I don't really have anything crazy on trail camera like I've mentioned in a couple of weeks past, but that could change. I do have some pigs that have shown up on my trail camera, some hogs, so I may go do some uh, (laughs) hog patrol uh, in the next week or two. Maybe, who knows, maybe I can get it on film or something for everybody, but that uh, I, I may, and I bought a new cell camera today, so I may go put that cell camera out. Uh, where these pigs are so I can get them a bead on them and figure out when I need to be out there. And uh, hopefully I can knock a couple of them down. Usually around here, it's kind of weird where I'm at, and I've noticed this before, there's not a ton of hogs, but they'll kind of show up in these little patterns. Like they may be here during Mm -hmm. the summer, but the fall they kind of disappear for the most part. Like I won't ever catch them on camera in the fall at all. Sure. And I've found, or at least I've also found that if you, normally if you take a couple of them out, they avoid the area as well. 
like they, they kind of disappear after a couple of them go missing from the from the group or herd or whatever. <laughs> so I'm hoping that that'll be the case. Maybe get some sausage uh, for uh, that I can use um, when I knock a couple of deer down, mix it together, and uh, have something tasty at the end of the season. Yeah, that'll be awesome, man. I, I, I am going to speak it into being that I've got something interesting on camera. Uh, I've got several cameras out. I haven't t- checked yet. Uh, this we will be remedying this week uh, that situation. Uh, but uh, I, I'm holding out hope, man. I'm gonna speak it into being that I've got one really big eight point on camera. One like like hundred plus inch eight point. Okay. Well, I hope you do. That'd be a big deal. Got five of them on camera. Ah, oh, this guy. Look at this. That'd be great. <laughs> Give you more options. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I need one for you to kill. You know, exactly. Um, I need one to come up. Yeah, late season there, get get my fifth buck for the bow hunters league and, and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, uh, this week we are going to do a refresher course. Um, I'm pretty excited about this episode because we get to talk about something uh, that I think a lot of people have curiosity about. We've got a lot of new listeners. Um, so if you're an old listener, you've you've heard about this company before, but uh, you, you've heard a lot of information about them as well. And so uh, we're going to be talking with Scree Gear, Josh Jensen. And in the Barco Polo Patreon group, one of the things we noticed was that there was a lot of questions regarding wool layering system. Um maybe even like a touch of skepticism about if wool could provide benefits to uh, a southeastern hunter. Um, I think it does. I think you do as well. Um, But instead of us continuing to talk about that, we decided why don't we have uh, Josh Jensen on, one of the guys who who literally lives and breathes this, and uh, have him tell us about the benefits, talk about some new items that they have come – new items that have come out, I should say, and some things that are to come as well – I, I think people who hunt in a variety of conditions and plan on traveling and going out of state, the le- the technical layering systems that are available to us today really provide a, a strategic advantage. It's not a requirement. I'm not saying anybody, you have to go out and buy as much scree as you can. But if you have the money left over, if you're if you're willing to commit money towards a technical layering system, there are some really cool advancements in hunting clothing that I think genuinely provide a benefit. Yeah, you're 100% right. Last year I went out to Iowa, uh, took all my scree uh, layering system. Uh, I've been out before uh, without a layering system out to the Midwest, and one of the benefits that I found is you just don't feel as bulky. Like it doesn't take as much to make you feel warm. You're not like the, um, who is it? The Pillsbury Doughboy or whatever out there right. uh, trying to hunt. But, and I'm one of those people that despises the cold. <laughs> so I would always wear more anyways. I know some people it doesn't bother as much, but for some reason it bothers me. And I remember I did a video last year on the Kaibab 150 for the YouTube channel. And mm-hmm. I've had it for a year now, still holding up great. I've had no issues with it. Uh, still don't, I think I may have washed it a couple of times uh, since I've had it. Um, still holds the, the color, uh, the original color is great. And for wool, sometimes that can be, or merino, sometimes that might can be an issue. And it's, there's no smell. I mean, there's still no smell to that thing after all the sweating and everything into it and all that. I mean, and it just keeps you cool. Uh, I noticed when I went out the other day with somebody else, they didn't have that. 
and like their shirt was still just soaking wet drenched and mine had a little bit of moisture on it but it doesn't take long once you kind of uh, get back in your vehicle or whatever to 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 get rid of that moisture and it doesn't get heavy none of that so uh, if you guys want to go check out that video, you can, but uh, I think that's definitely something for, like, the Florida hunter. They definitely need to add that uh, to uh, mm-hmm. the repertoire. It's not super expensive, and I'm looking forward to this episode because I don't think we've had Josh on before. We've had Locke Wheeler come on as a representative for Scree Gear uh, in the past, and I-, I could use a good refresher myself on the layering systems and all the new stuff that Scree's got coming out for this year. Yeah, no, this is going to be really fun. I'm excited for a variety of reasons. One, we're talking hunting, man. I mean, deer season is around the corner. Summer took forever to leave. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was spending every day for three months in the house tending to a newborn. But (laughs) summer took forever to leave. It is gone, and before we know it, we're going to be looking at the rut, cool weather, albeit maybe even some cold weather. And uh, we're going to be thinking, man, uh, deer season's about to pass us, so... This is going to be a fun episode. I really enjoy Josh taking the time to come on the podcast, but we also have to thank some other people as well, and that is our Patreon group. So you've heard us talk about it before, guys. Um, the community over there is growing, and it's growing rapidly. We've got a, a real cool – it's funny, Br- uh, Brett Mashburn and I were talking last night, Chase, and he was talking – he just volunteered this out of nowhere. He, he said that Chasing Tales is a community and that it, it's a digital deer camp. It is – a way to connect with like-minded people who may not live just down the road from you. You know, it, it might be someone who lives in the southern tip of Florida, but you got something in common, which is a deep, intense passion for the outdoors. And we have created, maybe just by accident, a, a, a community like that, where you've got a couple dozen people who all help build everybody up, who have a good time doing it, encourage everybody, share tips and tricks. Albeit, some people are even going so far as to share like their honey holes on some WMAs that they didn't even get drawn for the year. And, and it's just, it, it's awesome. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has become a part of that community. Most recently, William Russell, uh, thank you for signing up two days ago, buddy. We appreciate you as well. But uh, if, if you guys are looking for a way to support the show, if you want to be a part of that community, you want to be engaged, check out Patreon. It's in the show notes, www.patreon.com forward slash Chasing Tales Outdoors. If you're sitting at a computer listening to this, uh, 5 or $10 a month goes right into the production cost of this show. We don't make any money off of it. We are hosting the first ever Patreon deer hunt, which will happen January 6th to January 9th. And four times a year, we give away gear. This time, we're giving away a Vortex rangefinder at the end of September. So I, I am blown away, overwhelmingly. I've said this over and over again, and I hope people know how serious I am that this isn't just like a cheesy line, but I am overwhelmed at the amount of support that we get for this show and i just want to take the time to thank everybody yeah i really enjoy our marco polo group that we have uh it's fun uh getting to listen to and hear people i mean not all of them are from florida i mean there's no kansas missouri pennsylvania alabama on there so it's just a great place to network uh meet new people heck i'm going hunting with brett this year in missouri so probably without that i probably wouldn't have been doing that this season so if if you like that kind of thing and that maybe has been in the back of your mind if you're in an area where you don't really know any hunters or something like that there might be somebody 10 miles down the road or something in our patreon group that you could link up with i've linked up with a bunch of our uh, patreon members and i'm looking forward to the patreon hunt uh, in january so i would at least give it a look 
Absolutely. I think I think that there there is value in in, in the group, and uh, it, it's really cool and heartwarming the amount of people that we have from all over the country. You hit the nail on the head. We've got New York, we've got Michigan, Ohio. Um, it, it, it's unreal. But uh, it, and if you're curious, guys, uh, we've had some requests for a uh, communication method for the $5 tier. The $10 tier, you get access to our, our Marco Polo group. We're working on something for the $5 tier so that you guys can connect. Uh, we got a recent request and said, hey, I'd like to try and find some guys in Florida I can connect with. He happened to be in the $5 tier. So we're going to do something for you guys. We're not entirely certain what that is. We're testing out a couple apps, but uh, we are always looking for ways to give back to you guys. Um, and, and lastly, I just want to say, go check out the website. If you're listening to this right now, uh, Parker McDonald from Southern Ground Hunting or White Hawk uh, Creative Co. Uh, took the time to build us a website, and it is ridiculous. It is the coolest website I could have ever imagined. We're going to be posting a lot of cool content there. There's an email so- uh, list sign up that you can go and uh, put your email in. I'm going to start doing weekly reminders of all or, or email blasts of all the different content that have come out the week before or are coming up. And, uh, yeah, we're just looking for easy ways to connect with you guys. So I, uh, I appreciate everybody taking the time, listening this far. We're going to wrap this up and go straight to Josh Jensen. All right, folks. Wow. Just as I say that, I wonder if that comes through on the recording. I just had a monstrous lightning bolt outside the house. <laughs> guys, we have got a legend. We, we, we trapped him. It, it, took a, it, took, it was a three-man task to do this. But we have, we have trapped the, the, the brainchild, the mastermind behind the brand Scree Gear, uh, Josh Jensen, dude, I appreciate you as uh, all the hunting season out west start to, to approach, still managing to find time to, to chat with us, dude. Well, thanks for having me on. I, I was out this weekend, actually. Our our archery season started uh, this last weekend, and so I, I went out there and checking tra- uh, trail cams and seeing if we could luck into a buck and saw a couple of smaller young bucks, but didn't... Uh, nothing worth pursuing so yeah and then i decided we better come into work and at least give it a day or two of work and then go back out and hunt again so <laughs> you know a lot of the people we talk to that get a lot of hunting in they're self-employed and they can shut down their deer season or their their business for uh deer season or whatever it is that they're pursuing but when you run a technical layering company that caters to hunters i bet that's exceptionally hard to balance well it, it, you got to remember, you always use the excuse, we got to go test the product. <laughs> so, if I can go test the product uh, four out of the five days of the week, then it works pretty good. <laughs> I like that. I, I, <laughs> I wonder, Chase, do you think I could shut down shut down uh, the accounting practice until and I need to test it in the, in the outdoors, or do you think that would fly? <laughs> I don't know how familiar is she with accounting tactics. Yeah, that's and a good point. Practices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will I'll... tell you though. I will tell you it's that is one of the challenges because what what we decided to do is is a scree team is we want to bring on people who know uh, you know who hunt who will get a chance to wear the gear to test it. So as they talk to people about it, they you know it's it's authentic that way. But the challenge with that is, is yeah, come August through really November, it's like, how do you balance everybody's hunting schedule to have people here? And, and that's obviously the busy season. So yeah, it is somewhat of a challenge to keep a full staff, but then also, you know, get, get everybody out hunting too. So it's been a little bit, but it's fun still. 
it just requires a little bit of communication, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, dude, all that said, I appreciate you seriously taking time to, to chat with us knuckleheads about this. But uh, w- one of the reasons we, we had you on uh, is because we have a, a, a new base, uh, or we've added to the base, I should say, a lot of new hunters um, who are looking. They've acquired a lot of the essentials, the bow, the, the gun, the tree stand, and now they're looking towards – their clothing system. And one of the things that perplexes people, and it, it's a it's a topic that's just gone round and round over and over again uh, in our, our Patreon group is that, and, and on Facebook, frankly, is that how layering systems can benefit you as you pursue game across the, the, the country. You know, obviously we cater to the southeast, Florida specifically in most cases, um, and there are still benefits here, but it kind of defies logic. And so what I kind of want to do is just I want to hit you with some of the, the topics that people have brought up. Let's kind of navigate them. And then uh, I know you've got some really cool products uh, that are coming out that you've you, you told me about. Shoot, it has to be back during turkey season. And, and I think people are going to get excited about that. So base question, wool is hot and itchy, correct? Well, so we put it off speaker. Yeah, so wool traditional wool has been uh hot and itchy you know it's that wool that as a kid grandma or or mom would make you wear and it's bulky and it's itchy and it's yeah it's a great insulation piece but not always the funnest to wear um but that's the traditional wool but there's there's a new uh it's not new it's been around for a while but merino wool is is a variant of that. It's it's a it's a wool that's found off the um, a sheep in a lot of it's out of New Zealand, but it's, it's called merino wool, and it's been seriously a life changer. And it it doesn't have that itchy feel anymore. It's it's soft to the touch. It's it's quite amazing, actually. It, it's funny. I I think Chase, correct me if I'm wrong. I started. Did I start wearing wool before you, or was it vice versa? Uh, I think we probably started wearing it around the same time. Okay. But I think the consensus across both of us has been that even in Florida, it, it has been cool even in the hottest of conditions. I mean, in Florida, you're going to sweat. It's about mitigating that sweat and doing something with it. And I think we've both found that wool has been very, very productive at that. Yeah, it definitely has. Uh, like I said, I, I, it was an eye-opener to me when I started wearing it last year especially in the summertime, going out and scouting, <laughs> checking trail cameras, and then even hunting. Um, I, I couldn't believe how much better it actually felt than just wearing your standard cotton T-shirt <laughs> out there. It's, it's true. I mean, it's it's something that, like I wore out our, so we have a 150-gram merino wool piece that, that it, it's, it's super thin, um, but I wore it this weekend with, you know, temperatures were about 90 degrees, and you know, I went on a probably a four-mile four hike up and down mountains, and, and, yeah, you're sweating. The one thing I really like about merino wool is merino will actually hold up to about 30 35% uh, moisture within the wool. So it's taking that sweat, and it's holding it in the wool, and so it's getting, getting it off your body and, and pulling it that way. The other factor is it's antimicrobial, meaning you can wear these pieces for four, five, six days in a row, and it doesn't hold the odor that uh, uh, you know cotton holds and all that stuff. So 
Marina Wool is awesome that way. I think that is one of the biggest selling points. One of our, our longest supporters has wool that he has, and he swears, and I'm not surprised because he doesn't sweat that much. He doesn't sweat like I do. He swears that over a year he hasn't washed it, and he's just he keeps hitting it every time because he keeps he, he wants to see where the tipping point is for him. I haven't gone that far. <laughs> I kind of like the feel of clean clothes, but um, – I, dude, I, t- I challenge people when we have this conversation, go out and sweat in them, roll it up into a ball, toss it in the corner of the garage, and then pick it up the next day and smell it and tell me what you smell. <laughs> and and, and I've, ha- I've yet to have somebody tell me that it, it, it that they've pulled it up and, and it, it repulsed them in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I don't know if you, you follow our YouTube channel, but Chase put it to the ultimate test, if you ask me, and he put on the uh, the Merino and went and mowed and weeded and did his whole yard to see if he smelled. And in, and in Florida, when you have a yard as big as Chase does, with as few trees as he has, that's a lot of heat and a lot of sweat. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's true. Now, I will tell you, I, I'm not going to recommend not washing it for a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not in the same boat. But I will tell you, uh, there is a key to, key to washing the Merino that you want to make sure to either wash it on a low uh, – a low temperature cycle in the washing machine or even hand washing it, you know, putting in the sink and, and just hand washing, but, but let it air dry. Don't, don't throw it in the dryer on a high heat because Marina wool will shrink. So you want to make sure that you let it air dry or if you throw it in the dryer, a uh, super low heat so it doesn't shrink. So you, you mentioned the, the Kaibab 150, uh, the 150 GSM, the gram. Can you kind of tell everybody what that, like, what does that mean for them when they're going through and they're picking out pieces on the website? What, is, what does that GSM yeah. stand for? Yeah, so GSM is grams per square meter. And you'll see on our stuff that we have, uh, really, there's four merino wool options we have on, at, at least currently. We may come out with other stuff, too. But we'll have a 150-gram uh, long sleeve. Um, one's a crew neck. And then the other one is a quarter zip. And what's nice about the quarter zip is you can, you know, bring it down and, and let more, you know, heat come out. Um, but a lot of people don't like that quarter zipper. They just want a crew neck. So there's two different options there. We do have a short sleeve, uh, 150 gram short sleeve. And what the difference between 150 and a 300 gram is basically is the amount of material that's on the merino wool. So the higher you go in your grams per square meter or your GSM is the thicker the merino wool is. So right now I would be wearing a 150-gram uh, merino wool piece. During late season, I'd put on a 300 because it's thicker. It's going to hold more of the, the you know, insulation for, for you that way. The other factor is the amount of merino wool. Some companies will do 100% merino wool. Other companies will do like a, a blend of 50% merino wool with with uh, a nylon mix, and that's kind of where you'll see a lot in the industry price pricing of, you know, somebody might say this this merino wool is a lot cheaper than these guys, and and most likely what they're doing is a is a blend of 50% merino wool versus you know 100% merino wool. What we traditionally do here at Scree is we do, it's almost a, it's an 87, 13% mix where 
we're running 87% merino wool with a coarse spun nylon that actually right, twists around the, the fibers of the merino wool. And so it doesn't lose any of the value that way, but it just has more durability that a merino wool is going to last longer with that nylon in there. Mm. So that's what you'll see. The higher the GSM, the thicker it is, more geared toward later season. Do you find that your your, your next-to-skin layer, and, and this is, a I guess, maybe a silly question because you live in a place that actually gets really, really cold, but how often do you feel that next-to-skin layer changing from the 150 to the to the 300 or do you tend to stack and always start with that 150 just depends on the scenario um because a lot of times what my my hunting will consist of is you know i'm hiking into an area that might be two or three miles away and i know i'm going to be sweating i know i'm going to be hot and so i'll start with a 150 merino wool you know top and bottom but by the time i get to my spot where i'm going to glass you know i have been sweating and it's going to be cold because I'll glass for an hour. So I'll either, um, a lot of times I'll just keep that on and put an outer layer on that way. Um, or if I know I'm not going to be hiking much, but it's super cold, I'm just going to be glassing. Then I'll start with that 300 merino wool and then just put on a nice insulation piece on top of the base layer. Then a, then a strong, you know, outer layer with either, the hard scrubble jacket or um if there's any chance of rain at all put on the the rain gear on top of that that makes a lot of sense i i think it the answer it depends is an obvious one i just it's always interesting do you do you sweat do you find yourself sweating a lot very easily or are you a little more mild in that regard see i'm i'm not a big sweater i I see I, i but you know and you get some people i have a guy that i work with in this room and you know you you throw him a, a talkie chip and he'll start sweating just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And so, it, yeah, the way your body um, regulates its, you know, sweating and the heat. Um, I mean, that's another feature that Merino wool does is even if you have a Merino wool jacket on and, and it's super hot and you, um, you know, get it wet, it absorbs that, that, that water. So it mean it keeps you cool, um, during that time too, where it just, it's, it's called thermal regulation on if it's cold outside, it keeps you warm, but if it's warm outside, it keeps your body cool. And it's just, it's amazing how it does that. It really is. It's, it's almost a miracle fiber. And that's one I, I, I said early on in the podcast, you have to kind of do something with it. The sweat that is, you're going to sweat, especially in the South, you might as well do something that prevents it. You, you know, does something else for you. So it's going to keep you cool. And in my opinion, I don't stink when I come out of the woods. I remember in the early days, well, even up to a couple of years ago when I started fooling around with wool, I would come home and I will have sweat. And on the way home, I, I, I just, I smell that terrible. Like I, I fend myself and it's me, you know? And, <laughs> and I found that when I started going to wool layers, you just don't, and I'm not saying you don't need to bathe. Obviously, I'm endorsing baths. As someone who works with the public for a living, please bathe. But it just works so much better to mitigate that 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 smell. And I know you can't get rid of smell entirely, um, but if I can smell me, I feel like I smell worse to the animals as well. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so outside of Wool, we've, we, we've kind of talked about that. You've got some pieces that I'm super high on. Um, Chase, is there any one article or two that you might want Josh to talk about outside of this? I've got one that is, or two that are just like I, I really want him to tell people about because I, I find they're my favorite pieces overall. Well, I mean, we are in Florida, so and he mentioned that he likes to throw it on if there's any chance of rain. Yep. So could you talk about the uh, the rain gear and, and how that works? Absolutely, yeah. So if you look at other, I mean, hunting companies out there uh, and, and the way they make their gear, there's there's always levels of especially rain gear where you'll have really thin pieces, you'll have some that are super thick uh, rain gear that you know doesn't let any rain in but it also doesn't let any you know moisture out it doesn't breathe very well well we wanted to take a a hybrid approach a blend of all that and develop a piece of rain gear that one is lightweight it's easy to pack with you in fact we recommend throw it in your pack have it with you at all times because you never know when a storm comes up um so it has to be lightweight has to be durable, go through trees, bushes, whatever. It's not going to rip. But then most importantly, it, it has to be, you know, 100% waterproof. Tape seams, everything. You just, you just don't want to get wet. So we did a lot of testing, um, and we, we came out with a product that is super light. I mean, it stuffs into a little stuff sack. Um, throw it in your pack. It's, it's, it's got a 20K waterproof barrier. And what that means is it, we're essentially putting it on the bottom of a tube. We're throwing 20,000, um, it's basic liters that is pushing through that material. And we keep it on there for an extended period of time. If any water leaks through that material, then we don't use it. I mean, it, and that, wow. and that's kind of the, the, the test for a 20 K barrier is if you can push that much water and it doesn't go through it, then passes a test and so that's kind of the the level that we put our material through and and you'll see other companies or other rain gear that might have a 5k or 10k barrier but we wanted to make sure that you don't get wet when you wear our rain gear nice yeah a friend of mine uh bought the rain gear and utilized it this year during turkey season and uh, he had nothing but uh, great things to say about it so uh, Good. I've been wanting to add it to to my collection as well. That's probably the next thing I'm going to add uh, is the rain gear because in Florida you just never know uh, when a rainstorm is going to pop up or anything like that during either one of our seasons, deer hurricanes. or turkey. <laughs> yeah, hurricanes. Uh, doesn't matter. Seriously, next time there's a hurricane, put that a hurricane, put that to the test, put that on. Go film yourself in the middle of it. I'd like to see that video. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, you probably you could probably throw it on TikTok and get uh, ten thousand subscribers just doing that. Probably that'd be that'd be the next Florida man thing. You know, it seems like every news story, somebody doing something like that, it comes out of Florida. That is a let, let's test our rain gear by stepping out into a hurricane. That that definitely <laughs> sounds like something well within the realm of things that we would do. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that though about the, how they tested it, and I've always wondered. So they they stack the water on there for for twenty. You said for twenty four hours. Yeah, I don't remember the duration of time, but I believe it's about twenty four hours. And they're and they're and it's not just stacking. I mean, they're trying to push water through that that membrane, 
and if any water at all comes through that, then and then we're scrapping it and and using a different material. So what you're saying is there really isn't a storm that you should be hunting in. That being the caveat <laughs> that that you that you should be hunting in that 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 you should be really getting wet with that material. I mean that's yeah, exactly that's unreal. Yep. I mean, unless you're out, you know, hunting gators and you jump in with them and <laughs> somehow it leaks through your, your top. I mean, but, but yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, it should, it should keep you dry. Now, the other thing is, I mean, that's a, that's a hundred percent waterproof. The rest of our gear is treated with, uh, it's a DWR water resistant, um, technology that we use. So it will wick rain away from the material um but if you're in a huge storm and it's just downpour and it's you know 20 30 minutes of downpour then like the hard scrubble jacket or the hard scrubble pant it could have water come through it and and so that's why most scenarios if it's not a huge storm you're fine Mm -hmm. with your jacket and pant but if you know rain's coming and a lot of rain's coming get that that rain gear on the pants have a complete uh side zipper all the way down so you don't have to take off your boots oh, you don't nice. have to do all that stuff it's just unzip put them on rezip back up goes up to your leg and those are all backed by waterproof you know all the seams are waterproof with tape and everything and so yeah it works great so it also says online that it's a breathable fabric does that mean that uh, this is this could be used as a, as with the intent of it being an activewear, i.e., you're you're trying to hike a mountain and it's raining or dragging out a deer and it's raining. It, what does that breathability provide? Yeah, so basically, it's it's when your body sweats, you don't want you don't want that that moisture being within the material that way. So it can it can help uh, bring in and, and cool your body that way. So yeah, I mean, in theory, you can be active in it. It's not like that thick rubber mm-hmm. uh, rain gear that we used to have years and years ago, where you put it on and you just sweat and, and <laughs> right. feels like crap. But it it it, it 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 does allow moisture and allows your body to cool while keeping you dry. That's awesome. I, I've got I've got a couple jackets from Eddie Bauer that are amazing. They're amazing jackets. But what you just said, that sweating thing, you put it on and you just feel like you're in a, uh, like somebody's wrapped you in saran wrap. You know, there's the, just no movement. It's very uncomfortable and you're just begging for the storm to, you know, pass or you don't have to wear it anymore. Right. Exactly. Yep. Then you go back to the the whole, the concept of your body sweats, it stinks, and mm-hmm. that's the last thing you want out and out hunting is your odor to be floating around. Yeah. I could I could totally see that. I think I think the coolest thing about it is when you go and I encourage people to do this. Go to to y'all's uh, to Scree's webs. Uh, try this again. Jeez, go to Scree's YouTube channel and look up the video they have on it. They have the 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 jacket and the pants side by side, and both of them are the size or maybe a touch smaller of like a Nalgene bottle. So what you said about being able to throw them in a pack, uh, if there's even a chance of rain, uh, dude, absolutely. Those are going in the bottom of my of my bag, and they, I mean. I, I could tell you a dozen times last year I wish I had had them because <laughs> it seemed like every time I had a chance to go as a, on the weekend that that's when it was raining. Right. So. Yep, absolutely. Well, I have to say, and it's a, it's a touch unfortunate because it's one of uh, probably the least likely to be used in this state. But it, I think if you ever were to go out of this state, it would be remarkable. 
I, I think my second favorite piece that you offer is the ptarmigan. That thing is unreal warm, and, and it packs down tight, just like what you're talking about. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and kind of like what, what, what went into that? Because when we talked before, you mentioned there was a, a, a balance to getting the fill right and it still being compressible and, and, and uh, block mm-hmm. the wind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the ptarmigan jacket is, is as far as cold weather is <clears throat> my favorite piece. It, uh, it's got a 800 uh, down fill power. And there, there's a lot of technical part that <laughs> that goes into this. I mean, way much more than what you should ever even have to do with a jacket. But as an insulation piece, it is by far the best thing out there. So, in fact, to the point of you can't you can't even hike with it on because then you will start sweating <laughs> yeah. because it is that powerful. Um, and, and so the ideal. The ideal use for it is it's glassing or up in a tree where you're, you know, you're not moving a lot, but it keeps you warm. Um, how I like to wear it is I actually wear it underneath my hard scrabble jacket. Mm-hmm. So my, my hard scrabble jacket, it acts as my outer layer, and then the ptarmigan acts as an insulation piece. But how, but how it works essentially is there's different types of downfill, um, which means – you know, you might have a 400 power, down power fill. You might have a 600 up to 800. 800 is usually around the highest, um, or 850. And what it comes down to is the loft of the down. So you can take um, five ounces of down, put it in a jacket, and if it's got a small loft, it, it it's more of just it doesn't fill up the, the whole jacket that way. But the higher the loft is, is the more it is compressed and gives you your insulation value. So we use the highest loft as possible to provide the insulation, and then you want a good, a good, you know, amount of not enough down, down to too much down, where you don't want this thing being super puffy, where it's making a lot of noise and you can't even move. But you need enough in there to keep the insulation going. So we found, we found we we put in um, enough in there, but then what we do on top of that is with down, you know, down moves. It's, it's those little feathers that fly out. Sometimes we basically put it into different segments. So we put the down in, then we segmented the jacket and sewn it into these little lines where it can't leave those pockets. So then it doesn't all get compressed into one area, but it's all spread throughout the jacket itself to provide the best insulation that you can get. It, it truly is a remarkable piece. Last year, uh, late season, we had temperatures, we were talking offline, that were routinely down in the 20s, which for us is very cold. But we were also uh, hunting on a body of water that had a lot of wind. Um, and whenever you have that wind factor, no matter what it is, what temperature it is, it's obviously colder. And I would walk in with my Merino, the Lost Peak jacket, which I want you, I want to talk about in a second because that is hands down my favorite piece of uh, – I, I use that all the time. Um, I, you know, I'd have my layers on, I'd get into where I was going. I'd, I'd let the heat kind of almost to the point where you get kind of cool. You know, you, you can tell that the clothing's starting to really shed that warmth and the moisture. I would throw that jacket on, do exactly what you said with the hard scrabble. And dude, I'm telling you right now, I could sit there for 
days. There was one point where, like, I was opening up the vent because there was so much insulation in there. I, at one point, I, as the wind kind of died, I got hot for a moment. I was like, oh, my God, you know, like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. But that thing is just so comfortable. The moment you put it on, I don't care how cold you are, you're feeling better. Yep. Those And those are really – those three pieces, the rain jacket, the rain pant, and the ptarmigan down jacket, because they're so light and compactable, I have those in my pack year-round. Sure. Just because you never know. I mean, I've been on the mountain before in the past, and it's, you know, I've been, we're, we're packing out a big bull elk, and it's about 2 o'clock in the morning, and it's like, I'm done. I'm, I mean, it, we hike 10, 13 miles in, and sometimes I'll just build camp right there and just sleep, and I want to have that down jacket because it'll get cold during the night, and I want to stay warm. Now, along those lines, too, one, one piece that we are coming out with this fall um, which hopefully within the next 30 to 45 days, we are having a compl- uh, down pants to complement the jacket. Mm, and wow. it'll be the same material, the same um, amount of loft, the same amount of fill power, but it'll be for pants to, to complement that jacket. So stay tuned for that coming out. Okay, I'm going to ask the million-dollar question. Do you have any other goodies coming out this, this fall? What, what's, what's the possibility I could one day find the Lost Peak jacket in, like, casual colors? Because I want to wear that thing everywhere. <laughs> Good question. We, we get requests daily of, hey, we want to do this. Some guy, you know, called me on the phone and said, we, we do a lot of blinds. When are you guys coming out with, with scree blinds? and scree packs and scree boots and scree you know bows and it's it's like vinyl harnesses is another one we could ask a lot about and and we have a running list of i think three pages of stuff that that we want to do and i'm hoping we get to do all three pages worth of stuff (laughs) um (laughs) but uh realistically it's we got to work on pieces you know, one at a time and make sure that they're highest quality and test them and, and then we can release them. So here's what we got scheduled for the rest of this fall. Those down pants, um, uh, all our whitetail friends keep telling us, hey, the, the gear works awesome, but there's certain days when it's negative degrees or single digits and that wind's blowing 40 miles an hour and the humidity's going and it's been six hours in a tree stand and it's cold. What can you do for us that way? So we are coming out with a late season bib and a late season heavy coat as well designed for those scenarios. And those will be available about that same time period, probably within the next 45 days, plenty of time before that late season cold comes in. Late season bib, dude. I, I think I can I can think of like ten people off the top of my head who follow the podcast or support the podcast who are chomping at the bit. They're they a lot of our, our Patreon group are scree fanatics. Uh, I'm thinking about Chuck Chase, like right off the bat. You know he's gonna be sitting right. there. It, it, the, the moment he hears this, he's gonna lose his mind. He has one of every color you've ever produced, I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish. Uh, we got more stuff coming too. Oh, so, come on. So you talk about solids. We get asked all the time, hey, I want some solid colors coming out. Um, you know, I, especially out here in the West. I mean, 
the hunters love solid colors. And so we've, we've gone through, we've done did a pair of a uh, gunmetal gray and pants and jacket, and they sold pretty quick. Um, we do have plans for a conifer and an ash colored solid, mm-hmm. just an earth tone, earth tone solids. Um, that has snagged a little bit, but we are hoping that they will be um, ready to go uh, probably more towards the end of the year, maybe November, before the holiday season kicks off. But we want to do some pants. We want to do um, hard scrubble jacket. We want to do that lost peak jacket that you're talking about, that ultra thin jacket that's breathable. It's got stretch to it. Um, and then also we've discussed, and I don't know if we finalized it or not, but that, that uh, down jacket as well in, in solid colors. So that's kind of as far as solids, what we got planned for this year. We'll do some more next year as well, maybe some different color variations and add it to some other product. But but that's kind of the plans for solid. Um, <clears throat> the other one we're super excited about that we probably get asked more than even solids about is women's line. When are we going to do a women's line specific to the women? And all our meetings is, <clears throat> well, we know we need to do it. Um, man sizing is hard. You know, you get so many different body shapes. <laughs> you get, you know, guys who are 300 pounds that think they're still oh, in high school. And, you know, they, they think they're still 180, but they're 300. So <laughs> they're trying to fit into a 34 pair of pants. But but it's – so so sizing's a challenge. And we know sizing's going to be even a bigger challenge with women. Just – just because, you know, different sizing, different bodies, and, and they don't want to wear the guy's sizing, which makes complete sense. So we've spent really the last year and a half working on women's sizing and women products. Um, right now we have a finished product of the merino wool top and bottom, a finished product of the hard scrubble jacket for women's sizing, and we're just finalizing the pants for women, size, or for women as well. Um, so we are hoping still this fall to probably release a limited run of those and then have a lot more for next season as well in women's sizing. I had a question for you uh-huh. is I've noticed your gloves like Scree's gloves. And do y'all ever plan on coming out with like a pair of the gloves where your thumb and your pointer finger are exposed? kind of like for archery season or whatnot? So that that is one on the list, the three-page list. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we did just come out with a, a merino wool glove. It's a lightweight for early season glove. So currently we have that piece, the merino wool super light uh, shooter glove. Uh, we have our deadfall glove, which is more of a mid-season. And then we also have our bridger glassing mitts, which are – um for the extreme cold um but yeah on that list is uh the ability to basically pull them off and expose your you know finger if you need to to, for bow or for for a trigger or whatever um when we'll get to that product i'm not entirely sure but it is on the list (laughs) okay yeah i was just wondering and i mean Obviously, people are using their cell phones and stuff in the stand, so it makes it, I guess, a little bit easier for yeah. texting, BBD, or whatever people text sure. each other uh, when you got a deer down. And I will tell you, whatnot. our Velocity glove, it, and I, I don't know the material, 
but there is a grip on the inner part of the glove that allows you to touch a screen and, and okay. be able to use it and navigate it with, uh, with that. It's almost like a sticky material, but it doesn't stick to things, but it's a, uh, but it, but it allows you to touch a phone and, and work it just like you normally would a finger. Kind of cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is nice. That, that That's is awesome. Nice. Everybody knows who 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 uh, is a friend of mine during deer season. I, I do a lot of texting and, and selfies from the stand, so that's going to be really important to me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, of course. <laughs> uh, my wife sometimes will tell me, like, "Aren't you supposed to be hunting? Why are you talking talking to me about things we need to get done around the house?" You know, so. Uh... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's awesome, man. I, I'm excited. I, I you know. I've said this multiple times about the podcast, and I've told you this. This is no secret. From day one, we wanted to work with people who were a guilt-free endorsement. And what I mean by that is we've got no problem saying, hey – we support this show. We're happy to partner with them. We don't ever want to, you know, feel like maybe we, we weren't true to who we were or something like that. And I bought a couple of your pieces long before we ever started talking about working with the show. And it, it is apparent to me, it is wildly apparent to me uh, that you guys take the time, like you said, and, and perfect each piece as you go. And people can trust that whatever it is that they're buying from you guys uh, is gonna is gonna be well thought out. It's gonna do exactly what you want it to. But I know that you guys also offer an unparalleled warranty, and I wanted to to talk about that a little bit, if you would. Yeah, that of everything that we do, honestly, that's probably the most important thing for us. Is you know, customer service is it, it, if you don't have great customer service and great um, you know programs in place then you're not going to make it long in, in, in this industry. There's there's a lot of camel clothing companies out there. And and from day one, our focus has been we got to treat every one of our, you know, our hunters as as, as what, we, what we would want to have. And so what we did is we created a VIP sizing and exchange guarantee, meaning, you know, if, if, if a pair of pants or shirt or top <clears throat> doesn't quite fit you, then we're going to include a return label, send it back to us with a note on it that says, I want to try this size. We're paying for the shipping back and forth. If it takes 10 times, then we're going to pay for it. But we want to make sure that the fit is perfect for you and, and that you love that piece. Um, it shouldn't take 10 times. <laughs> we should get it right. If, if it doesn't, if it, if it takes more than once or twice, then we have some other issues we need to work through. Um, but that's important to us is, is to make sure that we get the right fit for you. And then second is, yeah, we have a lifetime warranty, which essentially here's how it works. If, if something happens, you know, with a seam that pops out, or a button that falls off, or zippers that don't work, send it back to us. We're not going to ask you anything about it. We're going to either fix it or replace it. Um, in fact, as of today, we actually have never turned down a warranty claim. I'm, I probably shouldn't admit that. These other guys <laughs> would probably get mad at me for even saying that. But we've actually never turned down a warranty claim. Um, we did. <laughs> I will tell you. You can cut this part out if you want, but we did 
the only thing we've ever done is we had some some garment some hunting gear come in and it smelled like weed someone had been smoking weed in it <laughs> we did deny that because he wanted just to, to send it back and uh, get his money back and said you can't smoke weed in our gear and but, but we worked it out with him we we did some trade stuff with him we got him uh, a different set that he felt worked better with him and we even made that work out with him but but stuff like that is, you know, the lifetime warranty, we, we, that's important to us. If you're running through the, bu- the brush and, or hit a tree or snag something and it tears, send it back to us. We're going to replace that, fix it. Um, now, if you've had a piece for 10 years now and it's starting to wear, th- you know, old and, and some things are starting to happen because of the age, well, that doesn't quite qualify for the lifetime warranty. That is wear and tear. But if you have a piece that's 10 years old and a zipper breaks or the button pops or whatever, yeah, send that back and we'll, we'll fix that as well. So true lifetime warranty. Nice. Well, Josh, you mentioned about sizing and sending stuff back or whatever. Is there like a frame of reference where you could give somebody who might be listening to the podcast going, hey, I'm going to order some of this Scree gear uh, I wear a 36 pant. Is your pants, would it be the same as the 36 pants normally? Or do they need to upsize, downsize? And with the shirts like large, extra large, do you find that people need to order up or down for any of your gear? Yeah, so we, we kind of follow uh, uh, a model of it, it is an athletic fit. Um, so what that means is if you exercise, if you um, are athletic, then you're going to wear the the sizing that you normally do on your other clothing now if you're a bigger guy that you might hold a little bit more weight in your gut or other places and you know you think you're still a 36 but you have a lot more weight in your midsection then yes we're going to recommend sizing up once um to to cover for that and and i you know it's tough because going back to that is People think they might be more athletic, fit, or in better shape than they are. So we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings when we say, "Hey, size up," a, you know, a size. Um, I hope you, we hope no one ever feels that way. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it happens where they think they're a little smaller than they are. But to us, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, we'll pay for that shipping back and forth that way. But that's the reference. We do have a size chart on every product. On the website, there's a blue button uh, right below the price. It says size chart. Click on that. Kind of follow that along as far as inches. It tells you if you're these inches in your waist or in your biceps or in your shoulders or cat, whatever. Follow that guideline the best you can, and and that should help you. But but for the most part, yeah. If you are a 36 pair of pants, that's what I would recommend um, starting with for sure. Yeah, I've found everything that I've ordered has matched up uh, to what I would normally wear. So yeah. I don't have any complaints on that. I just know I've seen people here or there just go, oh, this or that. But like you mentioned, could be somebody that might have a little extra gut or whatever from right. drinking too many beers or whatnot. So well, and we, and we have made a lot of changes from, you know, the first year. We did have a few pieces that had some sizing issues with it. And so our second version that we did adjust and – you know, within the last year, we've actually added an extra inch to 
our hard scrabble jackets. We've added an inch to the merino wool tops. Um, so we, we are constantly trying to uh, improve sizing, improve features on all the gear to just to make it better. And that's all based upon feedback from the customers and what they're telling us. So that, that, that part's important for us too. I, I identify as a, uh, an athletic spirit. So, I... <laughs> <laughs> so that counts, dude. That counts. Yeah. <laughs> I say that to say I've 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 uh, I've had to upsize certain things, um, but I, I just want to reiterate your point, and maybe you you want, might want to put a qualifier on it because maybe it's it's not always this quick. The pieces I sent back, I had back within like seven days, like. You guys are, and this is this was the case even when I bought my first set from you guys. We weren't working with you, so it's not like I'm getting any kind of like industry hookup here. I bought a pair, didn't fit, sent it back, and I was worried about having them in time for my hunt, which was like ten days later. And as always, never prepared Walter. And I I emailed you guys like I'm super worried, and you guys are like don't worry about it, it'll get there just just fine. And sure enough, I mean it was back within you know a matter of days, and it fit perfect and. Uh, we did that again uh, last year. I bought some merino pieces, and uh, the merino pieces that I got were a touch snug in areas, and I hadn't, you know, that athletic spirit was 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 coming through. And uh, we up up, you know, changed them out. It came back real quick, and the next size fit perfect. So, um, yeah. it, it, I think a lot of people kind of sometimes have hesitancies about this because you're stacking pieces, and whenever you stack pieces, it kind of gets a little tricky. Um, but I haven't had much of an issue. That's for sure. And that's, and that, that, that is a good point too, especially if you're, if you're wearing a, a base layer, a base layer of pants and then a pan on top of that and then rain gear on top of that. So th- there is some complexity with layering systems of, you know, having four pieces on because it's so cold. Um, there is some sizing things you'll, that, that it might take a little bit of adjustment or, returning to to get to the right pieces and we do want to i probably shouldn't admit this either but um if there's ever a scenario where someone returns something back and they have a hunt in three days call us i mean call us and we'll we'll work with you even to the point of trusting you to hey we're gonna send you a new piece in hopes that you have already sent out that exchange to us um because the last thing we want is for you to get out anybody to get out into you know the woods hunting and they don't have their gear so we will do what we can and go the extra mile that we can to make sure you have the right piece before your hunt starts that's awesome that's awesome again guys guilt-free endorsement uh josh are there are there any concluders or any anything you want to tell everybody where to where to find you at the at the very least yeah so we are direct to consumer um You'll find us on our website, uh, screegear.com. I personally manage that website. So if there's any issues with it, you can contact me directly. Um, but that website is, yeah, it's that's where you order it. Um, look for that for new pieces. There's information on that that tells you about all the products. We try to include a product video so you can see what it looks like um, out in the woods or you know, a different train that you're doing. Um, we do promotions quite often. And the reason why we do that is because we want people to make it affordable for them that they can try out the gear and put it to the test of, 
you know, this isn't cheap gear by any means. This is gear that's going to last for a long time. And, but we want to make it affordable for the hunters that um, can get some and, and put it to the test. So screegear.com is where you want to go to check it out. That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you once again. Thank you for, for taking time out of your evening or afternoon. I mean, it's the work day when we're recording this. So I, I appreciate you uh, doing that, man. I hope you have a, a lot of luck this fall. And uh, hopefully hopefully we can send some people your way and convert people over to a layering system. I have a feeling that if, they, if people try it, they're going to love it for sure. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me, and, and let's do it again sometime. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. A mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.